Um, but anyway, today's the 5th of November, which, um, which means we're going to do a sermon on Guy Fawkes Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now, the 5th of November, today is a day we remember Tanao Te Papua, or the day they plunder when Parihaka was invaded. Um, and so, obviously, some really intense content and a really intense day to, to, um, to reflect on. And um, I wanted to spend some time um, learning um, together and reflecting on this time as we learn together. And I thought, um, I've watched this really um, awesome um, clip of, well, it's, a, it's an episode um, about Te Fiki Oromomai and Tokukakiri. And I thought, why don't we section this play that? So I've gone two weeks in a row of media content, and I apologize for that, but um, we're gonna actually just watch, and um, for, for, for the first part of this, we're going to watch a relatively long, I've cut it from 24 minutes down to 14 minutes. Um, so that's actually quite good. Um, but you can, I'll, I'll link it up, the, the whole episode up for anyone who wants to watch the whole thing. Um, but it's a little kind of thing by Hidini Carr, who is um, um, an Anglican priest out, out east, um, and he wrote the book on Dahi um, Mihinare, um, um, and that's really awesome. And so he's done this whole series on the prophets, the Māori prophets. Um, and this is the episode on um, Tohukākihi and Te Whiti Oromomai and Parihaka. Um, so as we, I, I realize that some people might come to this with a lot of knowledge about this, and some people might come with personal experiences of this or personal um, learnings of this, and others might come with um, none at all. And so this is kind of one of those things where is a really helpful, I think, thing to recognize together by learning together. Um, just a little warning, it is obviously, Parihaka is obviously a really intense event, um, so there will be slightly intense content in this. Um, I, think, I think the bit that I cut out ended up being some of the more um, intense detail stuff, so, but um, just want to warn in case anyone wants to, you know, take the space you need and be prepared for what you need to be prepared for. Um, yeah, and then after that, I'll do a little reflection on on some of the stuff here and um, on Te Whiti Rongomai and Tokukaki as prophets in Aotearoa. Awesome. Yeah, the story, the story obviously goes on uh, from there. Um, and the, the episode goes um, a little bit more into detail about what happened on that day. I um, decided to kind of keep it where it's at. Te Whiti Oromomai and Tokukakihi um, are arrested and are imprisoned in um, down South Island in Dunedin, I believe, um, and then they tell a bit of that story as well. And there's some really, really beautiful stories even from there. But I think what I um, really, um, obviously, hopefully you've all learned something. I uh, learned a little bit more about the story of Parihaka. Um, learned a little bit more about what we mean when we talk about Parihaka, because I, I know that that story sometimes is taught in schools and sometimes it's not, and so some of us may come with that knowledge and some may not. Um, and just recognize how, um, yeah, how, how painful some of those memories um, are and can be. What I do love about this episode, and it does it in some points and, and doesn't at other points, I guess it's how it was made, but it also reminds us that the actions of Tohukakahi and Fiti Oromomai, um, and the Māori prophets actually in general, are, are grounded in their identity as Māori and also their negotiations or their renegotiations with Christian tradition. That actually, um, sometimes we can tell the story of the Fiti Romomai and Parikaka and Tohokakehi as, as an act of peaceful resistance against crown confiscations, but as, as kind of a tactical maneuver um, where we're kind of fighting it failed and now we're going to go into peaceful, um, peaceful means and to try it out. But actually, what, um, 
from, 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 from my reading, and, and I've done quite a bit of reading, and it did, but like, from my reading, um, is that what's really important to recognize is that this, it, the choice of peace wasn't a, wasn't a choice that was a tactical choice, it was a choice that was grounded in their spirituality and their understanding of themselves as prophets, and under the understanding of themselves as people who speak into that. And, and one, one historian writes, um, it is important to establish from the outset that the spiritual dimensions of Tefiti and Tohu's leadership were not incidental to their, uh, to, to their Parihaka project. Rather, it is at the very heart of Parihaka, which was the aim to develop a spiritual community as a model of Maori life among Pakia settlers. And so the spiritual aspect and the spirituality and their, their understanding of Christian tradition and how they relate to it, because they're both, um, as they think they talked about, liberation theologists, uh, theologians, they are people who were steeped in theology, had done heaps and heaps of study and, uh, under um, Ryan Schneider, um, some German guy. Um, and, and so, so they come into the space with that. And so the actions of Tefiti and Tohu, which I want, I want to suggest, and this is my opinion, are actually entirely bound up with their um, identities as prophets and religious leaders um, in that. And so tonight when we hold the grief and obvious injustice that's inflicted on Parihaka, I also want to not just view um, Tefiti and Tohu as kind of some sort of martyrs, but also as teachers and prophets who we can actually learn from and learn from what it means to be, to, to have prophetic resistance, um, to be, um, prof have prophetic resistance in Aotearoa, and prophetic resistance um, and, and how they've done it in Parihaka. Yeah, and, and so I was just, I don't know if I'm thinking of this, and Lance and I kind of workshop some stuff, uh, I'm just kind of throwing Lance under the bus in case this goes bad, um, but um, the, um, I came across um, some of Walter Brueggemann's work. Um, Walter Brueggemann is this beautiful Old Testament theologian who writes um, about a lot of things, um, very, very um, prominent theologian. Um, but he writes about this thing called the three urgent prophetic tasks. And, and he writes about this um, specifically in, um, in, in relation to, to, the, to America. But I think that these three urgent um, prophetic tasks really um, mirror really beautifully with the Padihaka story and remind us and teach us what it means to be prophets and, and prophetic community in our land and in our space. And so the three things are, first, that the one of the first um, urgent prophetic tasks is to provide reality among ideology. So it's truth speaking, providing reality among ideology. The second is to, um, to grieve or to provide grief amid denial, um, grief amid denial. And the third is hope amid despair. So it's, I guess, reality or truth, Grief and hope. Those are the three things that um, they say prophetic uh, are the key prophetic tasks. And I think this really reflects beautifully on how we both um, should, I think, interact with um, the story of Parihaka, but also how we can learn from the story of Parihaka. And I'll just go to Trevor briefly because I, that video is long, obviously, so I'm not going to go for very long, much longer. But the first of those points is that the prophets speak reality amid ideology. And Brueggemann writes that the prophets are voices of unrelenting realism in the face of deceiving ideology. And so for Tefiti and Tohu, they spoke a truth, they spoke truth to, to the ideology of, of obviously colonization, I wrote colonialization, which is not a word, um, to colonization, to colonization, and they were able to speak reality to the ideology of what was happening in that. And I guess one of the questions is, what, what ideologies do we speak against 
as um, as Christian witnesses, we um, maybe it's something I need to preface. As Christian witnesses, we actually stand in prophetic community against um, whatever culture um, we sit in. Because the message of Jesus is always going to be, um, yeah, the message of Jesus is not what the world says it is. So we stand in prophetic um, resistance to this stuff. So what are the what are the ideologies we speak against? What are the ideologies that we speak against today? I, I think the ongoing effects of colonization is definitely one of those. The um, what about the atomization of communities to individualization or the ideologies of consumerism? How do we stand? How do we speak truth? How do we speak reality? Truth to power, I guess. How do we live and speak in a way as a community which speaks unrelenting realism to these spaces? And I think we can learn that from Tohukakehi and Tefitio Romomai and how they lived their lives in a way that spoke reality to the ideologies of their time. The second of these points is that prophets speak grief amid denial. And what Brueggemann um, discusses with this is basically any strongly held ideology has to come with it, with, uh, come with denial. Because you have to deny the things that are going on around you. You have to deny the, the ill effects of what goes on around you. Colonization can only occur if you don't if you deny the ill effects of that, right? And so what grief does and what grief um, plays a role in that is a public acknowledgement, a public acknowledgement of what is being denied. And so the prophetic task is to break that denial, to break that denial so that we can break the ideology by, um, by acknowledgement of grief. So in this case, I think um, I'd say there's few there's quite a few things, but um acknowledge the grief of the loss of land. And I guess for us, when we reflect on it, we, we acknowledge the grief of the, 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 the things that have happened in, uh, to Parikaka um, by the Crown on that day, and I think going forward as well. And so when we remember these things, when we do what we're doing now, when we're learning and we're grieving, we're grieving these things, we're pointing to it as a sign um, to, to break down that social denial. And so how do we grieve these things? How do we grieve the, the ongoing effects of colonization, how we grieve the, um, the, the breakdown of social structures, of individualizations that affect our friends, our whanau, our families, uh, the people we love. How do we grieve these things to point to them and say, we want to break these ideologies, we want, uh, we're prof we as a prophetic voice, speak against this. And finally, he writes that pro the prophetic voice speaks to hope amid despair. And I think this is one of the profound beauties of the Parihaka movement, that throughout it, throughout Tohukakihi and Tefiti Romomai's messages and writing, there's a deep, deep sense of hope. Throughout all, all the stuff they, they publish, from the very beginning to the very end, there's a deep sense of hope. And you can even hear that with the, um, um, their, from their descendants. Brueggemann writes, um, even if the failure and loss of ideology is not acknowledged, even if ideology is not acknowledged, there's enough awareness um, to lead to despair, enough awareness of that loss to lead to despair. And there's no doubt that our society is in despair, hopes for nothing, and does not believe there are gifts still to be given. And such despair, characteristically, such despair results in violence, either against others or against self. And, and the despair is countered by vigorous acts of vigorous hope. That's what he says. That despair, the despair that we see in our society, the despair that we, um, by not recognizing these things, by not grieving these things, despair is countered by acts of vigorous hope. Such prophetic hope insists that the circumstances of social failure, that the things that have broken down in the world, has not, been, has not defeated God's capacity to generate new social possibility. 
What this means to say is that if there is despair in the world because we haven't recognized and can grieve these things, these ideologies that cause pain in us. And the thing that defeats us, the thing that breaks this, is to recognize that it hasn't stopped God's ability to create restoration and trueness. This gives us hope. And I think the beauty of this kind of conception of it and what we see in the Panihaka movement is that it's able to hold all these things together. It's able to hold hope, it's able to hold grief, it's able to hold despair, it's able to hold truth and reality, and, and which often can feel tension, but through Christ we're able to hold these things to one another. To and, and that's basically all I wanted to really reflect on today, is what, what does it mean for us to reflect on Tefiti Oromamai Tohokakihi, alongside the grief of what happened on that day, but not just not to refer to them, not just to imagine them as martyrs who, who had nothing to, to give us other than kind of setting this thing up and then um, being invaded, but really as indigenous prophets, liberation theolo theologians, theologists, um, indigenous prophets, liberation theologians, who actually teach us to live acts of, um, to live prophetic lives of resistance, to live prophetic lives of resistance in our space today. And ultimately, Brueggemann, in his um, book, he says that the, the thing that this all culminates to is this thing um, to say that we live amid empire as neighborhood. Living amid empire as neighborhood. All these three things, the prophetic act of prophetic the act of prophetic resistance is living as neighborhood, like Parihaka, amid empire. So as we learn from Tefiti Oromomai and Tohukakahi today, um, yeah, I just really believe that the body of Christ, we here gather as a church community, and the community across um, our diocese and wider, um, are called to live as a prophetic community. Are called to live as a prophetic community and one that speaks truth and one that speaks reality um, to ideology, that one that speaks grief amid denial, and one that speaks hope amid despair. Let's pray for you. Let's pray real quick. Here. God, I'm just um, always constantly amazed of the um, many um, different facets that you can provide us. Um, that uh, you are joy, you are laughter, but you're also despair, and uh, your grief, and you are hope, and you are all these many things that that um, are confounding sometimes and feel like hard when we want to um, picture you as one thing. And so, Lord, um, just as we reflect on um, Panikaka today and um, the the um, the actions of people there at Tefiti Oromomai and Hukakihi, um, Lord, we just pray that you will speak to us um, about how you you want us to act in this world. And teach us how you want us to be um, in this world, in Aotearoa, in this land. And we just pray, um, yeah, for forgiveness for where we have, um, yeah, where we benefit from the things, um, the past bad things. And just pray, Lord, that you ask them, um, that you um, will, yeah, just really speak to us about how we can um, move forward and to um, to grow um, in your love and in your peace. Um, what did you pray in your name?